Hi, I'm Carmen Lev Jenkins, Managing Editor of the International Journal of Stroke. In the following interview, you're going to hear me speaking to Chris Craven from the St Vincent's Hospital on stroke and depression. The premise of this interview is based on the paper that was presented at the Stroke Society Australasia meeting 2013 in Darwin. My name is Chris Graven. I'm a physiotherapist who works at St Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne, uh, who is currently also doing a PhD through the University of Melbourne under the School of Health Sciences. What you're speaking about at SSA this year will be about depression um, in the first year of stroke. Could yeah. you explain a little bit about your abstract and what you'll be presenting at the SSA? Sure. What we've found over time and looking at literature reviews is that depression is a very uh, prevalent uh, sequelae of stroke uh, and the post-stroke depression rate is sitting at around a third of people who have a stroke, which is highly significant. And the outcomes of depression often result in poorer outcomes post-stroke uh, and poorer recovery and also poorer return to, to valued activities that people enjoy doing and also um, can have an impact on their roles in the home and outside the home and overall satisfaction with life. So this study was looking at... Um, a, a model of intervention on how we can address return to activities and does that have an impact on the symptom of depression. What kind of activities are you talking about? Are you talking about work or are you talking about just general walking or is it in particular to the patient? Yeah, sure. The, the idea of um, this study was really to set goals, collaborative goals with the patients um, before they left inpatient rehab and to focus particularly as much as we could on goals into the participation domain. And that's really talking about community reintegration. So inclusive of activities that people nominate that they enjoy. So it could be that they were going to the bowls club. It could be that they were going for a meal with friends once a week. It could be that they enjoyed reading or going to the movies or babysitting and, and the like. So often... Um, Rehabilitation clinicians, uh, allied health staff, focus on you know the amelioration of of basic mobility, so getting up, walking, and self care tasks, and less on that idea of getting back to activities that, that are meaningful and that people enjoy. So we're really trying to push goals that that uh, had a patient input and, and reflected their valued activities. What gave you the idea that setting these goals would help counteract depression post stroke? Sure. Um, there's been some previous studies done on it, more just looking at uh, is there a relationship with goal attainment um, in preferred lifestyle choices and depression and self-efficacy. And there was data to suggest that, you know, perhaps there was some form of relationship. Uh, and it, we really wanted to then take it into a randomised controlled trial um, and see whether pursuing these sort of goals had a bearing on mood. Having said that, the intervention was multimodal. So there was also things like screening for depression and um, getting in, in contact with GPs if people were screening for low mood status. So it wasn't just um, perhaps the relationship between goal attainment and depression. There was also other forms of management going on at the same time. So it was really not uh, looking at the effect of one in part of the intervention on depression, but the whole um, the whole intervention, which was sort of multifactorial, so to speak. 
So how many people do you have involved in this study? Yeah, we recruited 110 people. Um, so they were recruited from, from two rehab sites associated with St Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne and they just needed to have the primary diagnosis of stroke um, to be included in the study. And, and yes, 110. And so would you be running this sort of, so if this was successful in the yes. clinical setting, would you then run this in a rehabilitation setting or would you be able to run this with patients that are living in, in the home? Right. So this is really focused on, on community-based people. Although we recruited the patients from inpatient rehab, the actual intervention was um, a community-based one, so as they headed home. Um, so the idea then is that this sort of intervention should fit quite nicely and neatly without a lot of extra resources in the community-based rehab setting. So it could be community rehab centres, rehab in the home, any sort of uh, domiciliary-based uh, rehab. Just uh, trying to shift the, the philosophy to look at more participation-type goals and getting people out and about doing roles that they enjoy and want to get back to. We're advocating a, a lot more this idea of screening for mood, which it really isn't done very often in the community-based setting. So, you know, the, the message about don't be afraid to ask questions about how people are feeling if they have low mood, using some sort of formal measure to screen for, for depression, such as the geriatric depression scale. We really need to, to focus on that when people are coming back for therapies and not just be... Uh, discipline specific in our approach to how we treat people. So when you say screening for mood, what do you, what exactly do you mean? So you've sort of touched on it, but do you mean is there are there surveys that that rehabilitation yeah, units there are, run? So or? there's little um, quick validated tools that people can use to screen for mood. And I think if if people are coming to your community rehab centre post stroke and they're coming for various therapies, but some intermittent screening, maybe at six months post stroke or twelve months post stroke that um, looks at how people are feeling and, you know, their overall mood uh, and then not only just screening for it, actually acting if they're screening positive for low mood would be uh, of great benefit, I think, for people's overall management. And even though this is a bit speculative in some ways, do you suggest that there is some evidence that um, carers or people involved in rehabilitation therapies are a bit reluctant to ask patients if they are feeling low? Absolutely, I think there is. And I think um, patients themselves are very reluctant to bring it up with their GP if they're feeling low. I think people still see mental health or being depressed as, you know, a bit of a taboo topic and they suffer in silence a bit. So if you don't ask, you won't find out. So that, that's a bit of a take-home message, I think. You actually, as clinicians and GPs, we actually have to ask people how they're feeling and screen for depression and then work out the best management plan from there. You've just been listening to a podcast interview with Chris Graven from the St Vincent's Hospital talking about does a focus on participation and personal goal achievement have an impact on depression in the first year after stroke. This podcast interview is a collaboration between the International Journal of Stroke and the Stroke Society Australasia. The International Journal of Stroke is the flagship publication of the World Stroke Organisation. Please consider becoming a member 